All right, what's up, everybody? This is uh, episode zero. Episode zero. Episode zero of the Sports and Spaghetti Podcast. I am Anthony Barberi, alongside Mr. Christopher Walker. Hello. Um, yeah, so a little bit of a rundown on uh, on what we're going to be doing here. This is uh, We're combining two of everybody's favorite things, sports and food. Obviously, we love to eat, we love to cook, we love to... Uh, we love to talk sports, so Chris, uh, why don't you tell the uh, listeners how we met and a little bit about our backgrounds. Well, we met through our wives, okay? We met through our wives. That doesn't mean anything, though. Um, we uh, we love food and sports. We're both former athletes. I, well, I guess we could still say we're athletes because we both go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and well, I play hockey, uh, but... Yeah, we met in 2017 uh, through our wives who are were cheerleaders at the time. Great cheerleaders, I should say. And they're gonna, we're going to talk about them all the time. Um, and then we started broadcasting sports together uh, for a local radio station uh, for Western Connecticut State mm-hmm. University. And, uh, and, now, and now I have a kid and now we're best friends. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So... Um, Let's let's just get in. Let's get right into it now. What did we cook for episode zero today, of sports and spaghetti? We cooked a favorite of my wife, Melissa. Her favorite, one of her favorites, is pineapple chicken. It is a big, I don't know, a big mix-up conglomeration. Of different cultures, I guess, and cuisines. It's it's pretty simple. It's pineapple, chicken, and then there's a sauce, and we serve it over rice. Anthony made a fried rice. Yeah, it was it was alright. I mean it was a little it was a little gloopy today. Was it like, fried though? It wasn't really fried, that's the thing. Is I don't know walk. It was like a poached rice. <laughs> this nice steamed rice. It was a steamed, was a steamed a rice. Steamed dish. rice. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. It was pretty good. I'm not a big carrot guy in my fried rice. Right. I'm not a very big pea guy in my fried rice. I'm not a pea guy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a pea guy. Okay. But I tell you what, the flavor was fantastic, and it was nice to serve it inside the pineapple for the added flair. That was the best part. Now, Chris, give a little walkthrough. And what that sauce was, because the sauce was delicious. The sauce, I think the kicker, the kicker in the sauce. Oh, oh, what happened? I'm out of memory. You're out of memory. I'm out of memory. Oh, I'm out of memory. Oh, my phone fell. It's just a catastrophe. <laughs> catastrophe. No, so my, I'm still gonna talk. Okay. This so you're is, just gonna get a view of me. Yeah. Whatever. Now. I'm a, I'm the ghost, the mouse, if the you will. This is gonna come up. A lot. The mouse today. Uh, there's a lot of meese in the other room, but anyway. So this sauce is is a is a very good thing because the kicker here is the hoisin sauce that's in it. And that's what brings the Asian flair into it. It's hoisin sauce, garlic, uh, uh we used a little bit of flour instead of cornstarch to thicken it. Uh there's soy sauce, um pineapple juice, which that's the theme of the whole dish. Um what am I forgetting? I think that's about brown it. Sugar. Oh, brown, brown sugar, sugar, right. Uh, for the sweetness, you 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 uh, bring it to a simmer, let it thicken up and reduce, and then you put. It, it's pretty easy. The whole thing can come together, uh, especially if you don't do like the fried rice. If you just do a white rice on the side or nothing at all, 
The whole thing could come together in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. it, and, and then if you don't haul out the pineapple like we did, which took 15 minutes by itself, mm-hmm. and you got all the juices <laughs> out of that. It's juicy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so juicy. You, if, you don't get, if you don't go through all that trouble, it'll save you time, but it won't look as pretty. Yeah, the presentation is key here, and obviously we're going to overlay that. So you'll see the whole process. You'll see what we do. Do a nice little voiceover in there. So you get the POV. The POV cam. Now you can again, see disgusting fingers. Again, we're doing this on two iPhones and a uh, and a microphone that's remaining to be unnamed until we get that sponsor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, this is. I mean, this is our this is our shot. So now let's say we're do we did this Hawaiian rice because what movie has your has your daughter been <laughs> watching, Chris? So she's been watching Moana. Okay. And this is new over the last week and a half, Anthony. Okay, because a week and a half, there she is. There's the mouse. <laughs> mouse number one is is Jules, right in the camera shot. Well done, Jules. <laughs> Welcome to the, the Sports and Spaghetti podcast. Uh, so anyway, Moana has been big uh, for my daughter, Sabrina, uh, over the past week and a half. She's a frozen gal, Aunt. She's a big frozen person, big frozen bear in the big blue house, um, and the like. Um, oh, and and Encanto. Encanto. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get. We are gonna get hit with the copyrighting hammer. Episode one. Disney's gonna say, but, "Hey, they're no. gonna be knocking on our door. Like you and your four shut listeners it, need to pay. Shut, shut, shut it down. down. <laughs> Just shut it down. Um, one episode's all it takes." No, but Moana's big, so we thought we would inspire, uh, we would use that to inspire our dish for tonight. So we had the Polynesian, the Hawaiian theme uh, going tonight because of Moana. Now, let's just say, obviously, we're not cooking spaghetti tonight, but sports and spaghetti works. Plus, Chris and I, as you guys will see in coming episodes, uh, we do love to make our own pasta. Oh, um, we've so. had some trials and tribulations with the pasta. It's been some bad times. It's been some, some sad, sad times. times. <laughs> with the pasta. Oh, man. We made ravioli once. Okay? Did, did we make ravioli, we, though? We try, I, no, the people need to know. We tried to make ravioli once. Okay. And, um, and we... we oh, oh, there it goes. <laughs> and we could not make it. Try as we might, uh, the flour we were using was like expired by, by a like, year. That was like two years. By two years. And so we were wondering why the dough was not coming together. Nothing we did to this poor dough <laughs> would bring it together. It was just, it was constantly, it was crumbling in our hands. And so we ended up just making a box of perchatelli. <laughs> Or whatever we made. I think it, it was... I think it was whole wheat. Or, <laughs> it was the it protein, was the protein pasta, pasta. From an unnamed brand until we get the sponsor. It Thank you. Was <laughs> it was awful. I, I felt so bad, but we did come back a few weeks later and redeemed ourselves. And it wasn't like it was our first time making pasta either that time. We it wasn't even our a, first time making raviolis. We were just having a nightmare. No, we were just having a, a bad day. It was a sad, sad day. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, that's a little bit about us, a little bit about the, the pod and... Starting with uh, the food we made tonight, uh, let's you get to see a lot of Anthony. Tonight. Oh yeah, no, no, Chris, unfortunately. That's okay. So I'm, I'm not having a good hair let's, day. Tonight. Let's get in. Let's get into some sports, shall yes, we? Yes, uh, here we go. Okay, so we'll start it off with um, let's go today in hockey. Now, let's do it. Today is uh, Sunday, the 26th of February. My Minnesota Wild 
one on the back of a Kirill Kaprizov, Kirill Kirill Kaprizov hat trick, which is nice. The thrill, man. The thrill. I mean, from the time that we we had the game on, because we've been together all Mm -hmm. afternoon, it it was 2-0 Columbus, and then boom, he scores one, boom, scores another one. And then the the OT winner was just a great play. Um, he made a great play to get himself open, but that play was started by maybe the best passer in the NHL, <laughs> Matt Zuccarello, or Zook, as the Ranger fans know him. And that was the most underrated acquisition, I think. That was I think, I think it was two seasons ago. And uh, they got him. That was when, what, Rangers traded him to Dallas. Dallas let him go after that That's run right. of the cup, after they lost to the Blues. Um... But yeah, it was it was a great. Now I want to address the the we'll, we'll say the flower in the room, <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury. What are we gonna do with him, Chris? Well, you take today's performance aside because he did well. He did he play a good okay. game. But the the good games for him are few and far between lately, and and he's an aging star, right? And and unfortunately, there's not a whole lot left in the tank for him. He's done everything he needs to do. He's got the cups. He's got. You know, did he play well during those cup runs with Pittsburgh? No. no, no. Uh, did he? See, no. Did he carry teams? Not really. Now the only uh, team he carried was when he carried Vegas. Vegas yes. hopped on that man's back and they rode him all the way to the finals. He that 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 original season for Vegas that twenty uh, that twenty seventeen mm-hmm. eighteen season uh, for them was magical, right? And Flower was as good as he's ever been. Made it to the finals. Wasn't his fault they lost in the finals, right? This season's a completely different Flower. He's been bouncing around from team to team, right? He was with the Hawks for a time. Like you said, Vegas. Um, Pittsburgh was his home for most of his career. And I think at the end of the day, that'll be what he's remembered for. Yeah. Uh, as a, for being... A, you know, a penguin with the yellow pads. I mean, he's got some of the best pads in the league. Oh, hands down. Um, but this season, I mean, we were just looking at his numbers, and he's below nine. He's right at nine hundred for his save percentage. Yeah. And he's letting in almost three goals a game. And unfortunately, <laughs> his competition in net, Mister Gustafson, who we saw a month ago live at UBS Arena, uh, beat the Islanders, and that was kind of the start of the Wilds' turnaround this season, as you mentioned earlier tonight. I think I think that's their guy in the future. No, they don't move Flurry at the dead the trade deadline coming up uh, on Friday, uh, but you know like this could be it for him. Now the only reason why I, I agree with that is Gustafson has been playing out of nowhere. That was a dump, right? That they got rid of. Um, I can never remember his name. Oh my goodness, they traded him to uh, Ottawa. Oh, Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. Thank you. They trade Cam Talbot. Because you know his ego said, "I don't want to play second That's fiddle. Right. I don't yeah. want to play second fiddle to Mark Andre Fleury," and they get a guy like Gustafson, and he was supposed to be a project, and he's—I mean—he's second in save percentage. He's second in goals against, only behind Linus Allmark, who. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, that's the that's he's your the Vesna winner, winner right there. He's and he the scored winner. a goal last night. He did <laughs> score a goal. It was a legit goal. It's one of the best goalie goals I've seen. It was an absolute missile. From behind the goal line. It was a great shot. But regardless, they have the Minnesota Wild have a guy, and his name is Jesper Halstead. And he's just sitting in Iowa, and he's early 20s. I think he's 22, 23. And he is, I mean, he's doing great in Iowa, but obviously it's, you know, it's the minor leagues. But 
I think they are ready to wean off of Marc Andre Fleury, and I think Gustafson is their goal. He's their one A. Fleury's their one B. And then there's a time, and it's sad for all hockey fans. There's a time when you know everything ends, and I think Fleury's is coming to that day, and. I don't think the Wild are going to be worse for wear for it because he's going to be a 1B. It's not like he's going out on... It's not like he's their only option. Right. And they have Jesper Halstead. So it's like, he's, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm agreeing. So I'm, I'm, I don't have to grieve it, I guess. Yeah, well, the tough thing, right, is that they're going to be in a playoff spot, most likely, uh, as long as they continue to play as well as they've been. They're really tearing it up. And I think that he is a really solid 1B. The thing is in the playoffs, you've got a guy with all this playoff experience, right, in Flurry, who has clearly shown that he's not a 1A. Mm-hmm. He's not a starter at this point in his career. You've got a guy in Gustafson going into the playoffs, which they presumably will, that has no experience. He's got great numbers, like you said. Right? He among qualified goalies he wouldn't make a list. He's going to by the end of the no, season. No, he just hit he just hit the qualified. I am pretty sure it's twenty five games or something. Oh he's like at that. he's at like thirty or so. Then it must be yeah. around thirty. Like you said, he's second in goals against and save percentage. That's not even made up. That's even yeah. better than Ilya Sorokin. Yeah. And Connor Hellebuck, who are the other two Vezina. I guess contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, huh, all marks winning. He's already won it. <laughs> and let's, I mean, talking about Vesna, let's talk about how fast Ottinger fell off for Dallas. Right. We talk about Jake Ottinger. I mean, a guy who was regarded as maybe the Vesna candidate, the guy to, to, to look at um, uh, this season in Dallas. And yeah, he's had a good season, but it's, it's not. To the caliber of some of these other guys, like you said, of Gustafson, mm-hmm. Sorokin, the Hellebuck, the Olmark, even the Jeremy Swayman, the backup mm-hmm. for the one B for the Bruins, oh, yeah. who's putting up great numbers, or Vitek Vanacek in, in New Jersey. You know, these guys are just have kind of gone above Ottinger, even though Dallas is had a you know they're going to be in the playoffs yeah. again. Well, yeah, but how much? I mean, how many of those wins do you attribute to their defense? Dallas doesn't play good defense. Dallas just scores a lot. Right, they, they score, score a lot. That's it. See, that's the thing with Minnesota. That's the thing with Minnesota too. Is I, I always, I had a feeling Gustafson was going to be okay. I was very against Gustafson for the first yeah. half of the season, including when we went to the. Oh game God! Last I one. saw he was in. I saw he was in that. I said, "Oh my goodness!" Playing against Sorokin, we're yeah. like, "This, this might be. <laughs> it's this going to be a bloodbath." Yeah. He let in one goal, and it was the worst goal I've ever seen. It was a terrible goal. It was a shot. I don't remember who it was. Shot it from the blue line. <laughs> It, uh, it skipped the ice and went up under his armpit. I forget who it was. It was a defenseman it of the was, Islanders. It was like Ryan Pollock or, or uh, Noah Dobson. And uh, it just skittered along the ice and bounced. <laughs> it was terrible. And that was it. That was that then, goal was the turning point in the season. They had that, they had that, uh, the flurry where they, they no pun intended, but uh, where uh, um, I think it was Islanders put up eight shots on them. Yeah, they had a power play and it in was, the second yeah. period right in front of us. We were yep. five rows off the ice. Uh, we got lucky, uh, and and he made a bunch of saves, and Ant was like, "All right, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind him anymore." Yeah. He clutched up, and then boom, he's on this absolute heater, and 
And now, and now Minnesota's looking at maybe first place in the division yeah. when it's all they're, said and I think done. they're two two points back as of as of right now. Right, and they were helped out today even uh, by my New York Islanders who beat the, the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, what a segue, Chris Walker! Right? What a segue! This Chris is why Walker. they brought me in for this. Oh, of course. <laughs> those all those years of radio aren't for nothing. Come on, right? I mean, like you said. Um, then there was the Islanders today who. Um, who beat the Jets for nothing? They beat them two to one on Wednesday, um, and this is a really important stretch of the season because Ant was talking about the Wild, who have pretty much solidified their playoff standing. Let's hope. We hope. I know it's always a let's hope, but they're they're going really well. And there's not a lot to worry about. No, they're, they're in being, terms of their playoff. They're position. being chased by Colorado and Calgary. I right. think are the two teams behind them. And the benefit in the West for the Wild, right, before we go to the Isles in the East, is that they don't have a lot of teams out of the wild card race that are chasing. Yeah. The thing in the Eastern Conference is you have the Islanders in the first wild card spot at 69 points, which they just got tonight, which is great. However, they've played more games than almost everybody else except for the Capitals who are one of those chasing teams. You've got Pittsburgh, you've got Detroit, you've got Buffalo. I think they have four, four, four games. Four or five fewer games played than the Islanders. And the Islanders are only four or five points ahead of them in the standings. That's... And again, as an Islanders fan, earlier last week, I said if they win three out of their next four games, it was a big week for them. Excuse me, I hiccuped. <laughs> Playing all these playoff teams, I said that's fine. And they did. They won three out of four. The only loss they had was to L.A. And so, with that said, I think the Islanders are going really well right now. They have arguably the best one-two in the league, goaltending. I know the Bruins, right, statistically are better. Mm -hmm. They've got Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov do the Islanders, who have been rock solid all season. Uh, Varlamov got the shutout today. You know, they're, they're built for the playoffs, this team. They went out at the dead or before the deadline and got Bo Horvat, who scored a goal today, who has uh, five goals with the Islanders in eleven games since joining them. Which is assists. He has eleven points in eleven oh, wow. games since joining them. It's it's been going really well uh, for him and the team since he joined. Again, they're gonna be a bubble team. They're always a bubble team because they won't <laughs> just rebuild Anthony. But you're going to hear me get frustrated with this team a lot on this podcast, so I apologize in advance. Uh, if you listen to my old sports talk show on uh, for Westcon Radio back in the day, uh, I, I just screamed at them. And nothing's changed. <laughs> There's still that bubble. Mediocre team they were uh, all that time ago. But yeah, Islanders are, uh, are one of those teams. But then you got guys like the Rangers, and, and the question they're at, is what do you do about this Patrick Kane situation? Okay, so we're going to ignore Patrick Kane, throw that out the window, and we're going to interest you, ladies and gentlemen, and a defenseman named Matt Dumba <laughs> for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and we'll require Tarasenko, let's say. That's a good start for a guy like Matt Dumba, high-quality guy. He's a grinder, you know? Right. Um, no, but no, I think Patrick Kane, I feel like if it were to happen, it would have happened already. If that makes any and, sense. And a week from today, we might be kicking ourselves, and we'll do that a lot. But you know what? I agree with you. 
I, I think there's been all this speculation. He's been scratched mm-hmm. for uh, during his, quote, time of reflection, They uh, the team said. You know, uh, and then there's people saying, oh, I think he's going to finish his career as a Blackhawk. I'm kind of agreeing with that. Maybe he gets traded as we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, but for the time being, it's just it seemed like a lot of pieces had to be in place for the Rangers, including Vitaly Kratsov, who was just moved. He just got traded yesterday or today. Um, and he was supposed to be the last piece of that puzzle to get Kane. And it didn't materialize. I believe he went to Vegas. I'm almost 100% sure he's on Vegas. But, so, it hasn't happened yet. Now, what did happen, big news, Timo Meyer yes. goes from San Jose to New Jersey, and that went today. Now, I don't really remember... Uh, I and looked, that was a huge trade. I, and it happened it, it happened while we were cooking. That's the worst part. Um, so obviously from the Sharks to the Devils. Let me see if I can get... And that's going to bolster their... It's going to bolster their, their front six so much because they already have the back end and the goaltending and they are really already have the scoring prowess of the Heashers and the Hugheses. Uh, ja- you know, I think... Meyer being on this team is really solidifying their top six, and they're ready to make a deep run, man. I think I think you have to if you're if you're the Devils because you're still you're playing little brother to two teams right now. You're playing little brother, well maybe the Islanders, but you're definitely playing little brother to Rangers. Um, I think I think the Rangers. I gotta be real with you. I think the Rangers have a better roster. They obviously they, they have. They do. I'm, I I wouldn't think it's far fetched to say the Islanders have a better roster. Than the they do. I, I. I mean, I have a regular. I have a regular at work. You know, yeah. shout out Angelo. I don't know if you're gonna watch this, but shout yeah. out comes in every day. We talk hockey, and he says it every single day. He says, "How are the Devils? Who, who do the Devils have?" Yeah. He goes, "They have Hughes, and that's it." Uh, so now, I mean, now we have Timo Meyer, and from what I'm seeing, oh wow. So. According to sources, this is per ESPN. According to sources, Hurricanes and Vegas were the finalists in talks for Timo Meyer. So let's just say he went to the lesser of two evils because those are two teams I kind of can't stand. <laughs> because Vegas had no right being so good so fast, right. and that pissed me off, and that turned me off of them. Um, and Carolina should be the Whalers. So <laughs> there's another. There's another one. Um, I'm trying to find what they got. Um, the oh my, the Devils plan to use Timo Meyer as a rental and pursue the possibility of a long-term deal at a later time. So now wow. you have to see what they got or what they gave up for him, because if you're giving up a lot for a rental, that's not that's a problem. Um, in other news, let's do a little swing around. Of the rest of the league, just because I have it in front of me, the Rangers won again, five to two up on the Kings. Um, Buffalo beat Washington seven to four, which is big. That was a lose lose situation. It was a lose yeah, it was a lose lose for really, you. As long as it didn't go to overtime, it couldn't hurt them too bad. You ready for a lose 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 situation? Oh, no. Pittsburgh no. beat Tampa seven to three. No, no, <laughs> no. no, that's a team we don't want to win. No. 
Maple Leafs, there's, as of recording, there's two minutes left in the third quarter, third period, I'm sorry. And uh, Toronto's up 5-1 to one on Seattle. And then Preds, Coyotes, seven Ryan minutes. Ryan O'Reilly going to Toronto. That's huge for them. Let's not talk about that. That's rough for me. So, well, no, we'll talk about it. So, Chris and I, we talk hockey all the time. I yes. talk, we talk, I talk all the time. And my wife is a, we'll say, my wife. My wife. My, this is my wife. This is my my wife. wife likes the Dallas Stars. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my wife is a. <laughs> she, she's a Tyler Sagan fan, so we'll yeah. say she's a Dallas Stars fan. Uh, Minnesota had. <laughs> Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota had just just beaten them in a shootout. Within 20 seconds of the shootout ending, it was Matt Boldy scored the game-winning uh, goal. And I get a notification on my phone, Ryan O'Reilly, to the, to the Minnesota Wild. Bye. And Minnesota, they needed scoring. At some point or the other, they need some scoring. I mean, we could just. What? You don't have to. You don't have to whisper. We you can don't just have to cut whisper. You're on the. She's cleaning all of her rings. We have a ring cleaner. I have a twenty dollar ring. Chris, it's fine. You mean twenty thousand, right, Chris? Yeah, oh yeah, twenty thousand. <laughs> um, a one month pay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we were saying Minnesota. They need a goal scorer. That was their problem. They need that first line center. And all I wanted was Ryan O'Reilly. I see it comes. And then within two minutes, Ryan O'Reilly gets shipped off to the Maple Leafs. I know. And, and before I even had a chance to respond to you, I must have been tending to my dog at the time. But the, by the time I even responded to you or got around to looking at it, he was he was a leaf. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yep. And, and, that, and there it was. And that was it. Oh, we're getting, yeah. the, we're getting the chains. We're, we're getting everything. We're getting the chains. Watched. It gets special shiny. Here, you can wash my pants for me, too. Watch the, the thread of my pants. Make it shiny. Episode 2, Chris and I will do... I got another one. Really? <laughs> Episode 2, Chris and I will take off our shirts. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh no. Oh, it was never the shirts. <laughs> you should do a shirts and skin segment. Shirts. Oh, 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 oh. Mouse! <laughs> There's one mouse. Uh, so, where do we go from there? I don't know. Uh, man titties. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best man titties? Oh. No, no, wrong podcast. No, oh, man. Man, I'm trying to think of uh, you know, <laughs> Danny Burgess. Danny, Danny Burgess. Burgess. <laughs> Tyler Sagan is, if you were your wife. If I was my wife. My wife. Um, Tyler Sagan. All right, that, I feel like that's a good way to end hockey talk with. Me. Well, I mean, I could go on <laughs> for about ten minutes. The man titties was. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's pivot into some Major League Baseball today. Yankees had a split squad. <laughs> Yankees had a split squad. Uh, they had two games today, and uh, they won both of them. How about that? So they were playing Dunedin in Dunedin. They were playing the Blue Jays, and when I first saw the lineups, the Blue Jays rolled out. Pretty much their starting nine. Like, it was... Let me get the exact lineup. Toronto rolled out Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, 
Matt Chapman, Dalton Varsho, Kevin Kiermeyer, Kevin Biggio. I think that's Rob Brantley behind the plate. And then I don't know who Britton is. I apologize if you're somehow listening. Um, and that was matched up. The Yankees rolled out Anthony Volpe, uh, Josh Donaldson. I believe that's Willie Calhoun. They signed as a as a non roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andres Chaparro, which I'm a, you're gonna l- learn very quickly. I love this man. Um, Elijah Dunham, Michael Hermosillo, uh, Everson Pereira, their Narvaez catcher. I know it's not Omar. I can't think of his name. And a Bastidas. I don't know who that is. And that Yankee and, squad, they won. And there you go. Those are a lot of guys that aren't going to be on the team, and, obviously. <laughs> and and they got the win against, like you said, you know. I mean, you, you put Vlad in there. With Merrifield in there. You know, th- those are starting guys. Yeah, that's, that's their entire... And Chaparro had a home run. That's why I was going to say, this kid, I don't know if you're familiar with the Yankees farm system, but this kid is... He is built like a, he's built like a tank. He's a, he's a little thick. Uh, <laughs> he's a third baseman. I can see him helping when Josh Donaldson's inevitably suspended because he's a piece of shit. Um <laughs> We don't love him. No, him and Domingo can get sent off to the moon and I'll be all right. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Donaldson guy. <laughs> no. uh, he, I feel like he's one of those guys where if he's on your team, you really like him. And if he's not on your team, you can't stand him. And I, he's on my he's team on, and I, I still don't I like him. I can't stand him. He's probably a good guy. I don't, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's a little bit iffy, as an old friend of mine named Kyle would say. That's a bit iffy. Uh, yeah, Josh Donaldson, asshole. Next. Next. Um, Move on. Uh, Yankee baseball. I'm going to talk about Aaron Judge. We're not telling the same thing. We need to get, we need to get Aaron Hicks as far away from oh. the starting left field position oh, as possible. Please. Now listen, I understand things happen. Needs to go. You have bad games, but when you have bad games and you're just letting fly balls bounce in front of your face... That's that's tough. There's just a lack of... <laughs> you let him fly balls bounce in front of your face, huh? That's a good one. Only on Sundays. <laughs> oh, it's, that's today. By the way, it's going to be released on Tuesday. So oh. we recorded this two days prior because... Well, it's still Sunday. It's so. Sunday for us. Guess what? <laughs> that's... <laughs> We're ridiculous. <laughs> but Aaron Hicks... Uh, the the lack of effort was very evident, especially towards the end of last season. I know he battled injuries, right? He battled injuries. He was fighting to get in the lineup. I get it. But the guy simply was not putting forth the effort that he felt he was entitled to. Being that he's a veteran. Being that he's a successful uh, MLB player. The effort wasn't there. No, it just wasn't. My biggest thing with the Yankees now, again, let's play armchair general manager here. Let's play, you know, kitchen table. Brian Cashman will say, "New segment: Kitchen Table Cashman." Oh boy! <laughs> so we're gonna be the George Costanzas <laughs> now, getting a job with the Yankees. So my biggest problem with the Yankees that I've seen since I've been a fan is the core four. Well, we'll say five. It, it's including Bernie Williams. It's never going to happen again. No. That was a 1 in 10 million that five of your top prospects are Hall of Famers. Right. The Yankees need to stop coddling. They need to stop prospect hoarding and just play the kids. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You drop a few games, you realize he's not ready, you send him back. I mean, 
I'm a Clint Frazier truther or Jackson Frazier now. Um, Jackson Frazier, he was on. He earned he earned the left field starting spot over Brett Gardner. But what did Brian Cashman do? He trotted out with 40 year old Brett Gardner um, for one last hurrah, and it didn't work. Um, the team is very proud, right? And as fans, we know this. But like you said, they there has to come a day. I don't know if it will. But there has to come a day when they let go a little. Now, this might be the first... This this is definitely going to be the first out-of-pocket thing I'm going to say on this podcast. I'm not going to be the last. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. Um, I'm all for tradition, right? Tradition's cool. New York Yankees, you have not won dog shit in almost 20 years. This is the second longest time you've gone out... You've gone without a World, right. a World Series appearance. You win in appearance. Not right. even a win. Do something different. I understand, like, the beards, as you can see, I have a great one. Beards. Hey, it's come a long way, Anthony. It's come a very long way. Uh, So from episode zero, we'll see the growth. We'll track it. By episode 20? Oh, my God. It's going to be a jungle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Chef is the kiss, if you will. Uh, But no, you need to, tradition is cool. I saw a tweet once and it said, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. And <laughs> oh, I've never... Think about it. Resonates. Think about that. So, I understand you're proud, you're Yankees, you want the no facial hair, the no names on the jerseys, the no fun league. But that, historically, always was tied at the hip with winning. Right. You're not winning, maybe it's time to let a guy have dreads in pitch. You know, maybe it's time to let Glaber Torres grow some beard because he looks phenomenal. <laughs> and with the beard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so many of these guys look way better with a beard and then they get rid of it. But it, not it's even... like what Mullins always says to me. Not even, Don't shave it. Not even that. It's just the fact Aaron Judge just won you an MVP. If you look at that man's face on any given day during the summer... The razor bumps that man. You know he's not comfortable. Let your MVP grow a beard. Right. Let, We're not what, even saying put names on the jerseys here. Because that's sacrilege. But Hey, what, you're talking to somebody, as an Islanders fan, who's got Lou Lamorello as the GM, and he doesn't let them grow out their beards either until playoffs. Come on. Now, another thing the Yankees do that absolutely irks me. This will be the Yankee podcast. We'll have... We'll have Hugh on. You'll meet Hugh. Hugh's a great guy. Shout out Hugh McKenna. I know he's going to be listening to this because Hugh, Hugh, Hugh is a boy. Um, we'll get he's you on. Boy. We'll get you on. He's the boy. We'll get you on as soon as we can, Hugh. Whether or not you want to zoom in or you know take the trip to Connecticut, but uh, let these kids let them have real numbers. You know how hard it is. Now I understand it's just a number, but. For people that don't get sports, it's just a number. Your number's your identity for the longest time. Like Volpe, there's no reason he should be wearing a number in the 70s. No, that and 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 you get other teams, right? And they're not having the same issue because they don't have 45 numbers retired. Now, you know, by no means do I think that's the problem, but when you roll out like it's a it's I mean it is the problem. It is a problem. It's not. It's not why they play bad, but it's it's a problem. It's an absolute problem. We're being run by people that think 
baseball is the same way it's been since the 90s, and it's absolutely not. I mean, like, I saw a tweet last year, and it, I, I, I'll give flowers if I can remember who it was, but they, it was on WFAN, and they were saying, like, uh, they were impersonating John Sterling. I can't remember who it was, but he was saying how, you know, congratulations to whoever trades for Luis Castillo while, you know, the Yankees deal with Jordan Montgomery blowing the blowing game seven against the Astros because they'd rather have a, a, a guy that's clean cut on the mound than an eventual Cy Young winner. And I always thought it was a joke, but it's not. It's not no. a joke. Uh, it's we're we're the most ass backwards ran franchise in Major League Baseball, and things work you know, when when we're winning. Cool. Listen, if we're, win, if we're if we're winning if we're winning three World Series in a row like the '90s, I don't give a shit if you let them wear one right, one leg. Yeah, want. yeah. But it's not working. It's not working. And that is the end of that rant. We'll <laughs> save another rant for again, my buddy Hugh. Next time he's up here, you'll meet him. He's a great guy. Hugh. So, to meeting you, you. now let's transition again. We'll transition to my sport Here of, comes. of specialty. My sport is the NFL. Oh, I thought you were going to say croquet. Croquet. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm pretty effective with a mallet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did you take the fake rose gold off of this ring? <laughs> no, look at, look at how shiny it is, though. What? And Melissa's is all clean now. So shiny. Oh, it's so shiny. <laughs> we sounded pretty good. Um, anyway. Thank you. Transition again. Thank you, Jules. You're transitioning again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? My name is Tranthony. <laughs> so I fell down. Oh, we lost <laughs> me. <laughs> we lost me. Stop, I'm going to clean up in women's softball. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, transition again to the NFL, right? Let's talk Let's talk some free agency moves. This is pre-combine, so it's nothing, nothing too crazy, but let's just... First off, let's give my Carolina Panthers their flowers for putting together the best coaching staff I've ever seen in, on paper. And I think that's step one. You saw it with the New York Giants. You saw what Brian Dable did to them because that roster's not good. The Giants' roster, and especially now after who they're losing, the Giants' roster's not good. You have a guy like Brian Dable came in. They led him to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Oh, they way overachieved. Oh, absolutely. Now, I, I mean, I say it all the time. I think that was the worst thing that could have happened to them because now they're going to be in draft purgatory with... Yeah, don't either, tell that to Giants fans. With either, with either an overpaid quarterback that doesn't deserve it in Dan Jones... Or they're going to pay Saquon and they're going to have to reach on a quarterback or sign a veteran. I think they're in a very bad spot. I think they're in a very, very, very bad spot. But with Brian Dable, with their defensive line, their defense as a whole, um, I think, you know, miracles can happen. We'll say miracles. Things, stranger things have happened. Um, so, stranger things. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to pay a lot of money out Yeah, we are. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Um, now let's transition again to, uh, we'll call him Dad. Um, shout out. <laughs> you know where this I is know, going. Just... You can see the sadness in my Go face. Ahead. You can say it the first time. The Tennessee Titans have released Taylor Lewan. I'm sorry, Taylor. Uh, you know my friend Anthony here. 
uh, through the screen, uh, and I'm sorry. If for some reason this is seen by any of the boys, I'm the guy with the beer can tattoo on my thigh. <laughs> you know who I am. Oh, man. Uh, the Titans. Rand Carthen is the Grim Reaper. He released Taylor Lewan. He released Fat Randy. He released, uh, I believe, Zach Cunningham. There's, you know, Ben Jones might be on the chopping block. Now, the question I wanted to bring up, and I wanted your opinion on this, Chris, do you think Derrick Henry gets moved? Well, like you said, they've got the Grim Reaper over there who's, who's making all these moves. And for what? That would be where my argument comes in for moving Derrick Henry. Is it does it fit the mold of what he's trying to do? Now you have to remember Rand Carthen. He came from San Francisco. Yes. San Francisco, granted, they have Christian McCaffrey um, tr- via trade, but they never paid him. They never, you know, extended him. They were a running back by committee until they went and got McCaffrey. So the age of the running back being paid and getting a second or third contract is obviously over. We all know this. Derrick Henry, I believe he's the only person statistically to rush, like to get better after his second contract. Um, But what are you doing? Right. So with, with letting go of Taylor Lewan and possibly Ben Jones and Nate Davis being a free agent, you have one starter. This is what I'm saying. You have one. You have one starter. You have one starter, and that's Nick Petit Ferrer out of, I believe, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio Uh, State. Yeah, that's that's all you. (laughs) You'll learn. Listen, Um, Derek Henry, though. If I were him, I want out of there. I want to get out of there. You see the writing on the wall. mm -hmm. You don't have anybody around. The team. The team has nobody. You said one starter. Yeah. You have one starter. He he's not gonna want to play on a team like that, and, and does he? But does he think he's worth? Well, he obviously does. He is. He's, I think he is worth. And it, I will. And that's what I was gonna say. I think he is worth being on a better team and another contract. So my my whole thing too is right. Mike Vrabel is my favorite until we see what Frank Reich does with the Panthers. Vrabes is my guy. Right, old style football plays great defense, runs the damn ball. Great offensive line, but you know, do you obviously do you need guys like Derrick Henry? He's the best running back in football. Yes, you know, pure running back, right? Yes. Now, can you achieve that same success with a completely rebuilt offensive line? Maybe Ryan Tannehill, unless they want to move off, and a guy. I mean, like no skill position. You have Traylon Burks as your. I mean, he's your number one wide receiver. Granted, Chig is there too. Um, Chigozem Okonkwo, what a great name. Um, but what do you, I mean, what, what are you looking to do? Like, obviously there has to be some sort of plan. Uh, Rand Carthen and Mike, or Mike Vrabel have, you know, cooked up at one point or another, but where, I mean, the, I don't see the Titans spending a lot of money in free agency. They have some decent money. Hello. They have some decent money, but. I can't see them. I can't see them going out and signing these big name guys. Um, so that's my thing: is what do you do offensively in an offensive league? Granted, and and they're in the AFC. You have to deal with Burrow. You have to deal with Mahomes. You have to deal with Trevor. Now Trevor Lawrence in the same division. What 
what do the Tennessee Titans do? You're, you're asking me That's what right. the Titans do? <laughs> they're, they're making all these ridiculous moves, in my opinion. And moves that, mm-hmm. very questionable moves. So I think it remains to be seen what they're, what, what, what are they going to keep doing? You know, and and are they going to have a good season next year? Well, not if they give. Nah, they're already kind of depleting yeah. themselves. And are they completely rebuilding? That's a, now, now. That's the thing. Right. Is are they gonna are they gonna completely rebuild? Are they tear doing it all what down? the Islanders need to do? <laughs> <laughs> do they tear it down? Do they give it a few more years? Do they you know trade Derrick Henry for those picks, or do you think you could win with what you have? And Granted, the defensive side of the ball is great. It's unbelievable. Right. Jeff Simmons, Obviously. Harold Landry's coming back. Um, Kevin Byard is top five safety in the league. But how are you going to score points? Tennessee, I mean, I think... Doing, oh, sorry, we're not doing it with Tannehill. No, no, you're not. <laughs> not Maybe not in that scheme, right? right. Now, granted, quarterback isn't going to be important as important when you know, you're running the ball 30, 40 times a game. But... You saw it last year with Tannehill going down, Malik Willis going down. They brought in Josh Dobbs, and they were a game away from the playoffs. Right. So I can understand why let's let these veterans go, let's do this and that. But at the same time, it's not it's the money it's the money ball tactic in baseball. I mean, they it's going to get you to the playoffs, but it's not going to win you a World Series. Billy right. Be- Billy Bean said it himself. Right. Um, like Tennessee is the they're the most underwhelming yet somehow shocking team in the league. Yeah, they they're were the one seed. The they were the one seed two years ago, um, and had no business no, being there. No, they didn't. They played they played great defense and they ran the ball. That's going to get you to the playoffs. But let's take a look at the Super Bowl. No, you, no, no. Defense no. didn't win that. Super defense Bowl, did okay? not win that. Defense, defense did, not, did win. not win that Super Bowl. Um, but I mean. Yeah, Chris. That's that's. I mean, that's all I can think of on the NFL front. We'll do our. We'll do some draft stuff. We'll do some uh, combine stuff in the next coming. The next coming uh, episodes, we'll say as we get closer to the NFL combine, we'll drop some content as well through TikTok, Instagram Reels, um, which we'll plug at one, at some point once we once we get all of the uh, once we get all the handles. Like I said, that's this right. is episode zero. But this one doesn't count. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> We all know there's been interruptions. The mice have been in and out. Uh, I've gotten my chains taken off of me and put back on me. We've lost a camera. Um, we're filming this at the little kitchenette uh, table I have kitchenette? in my kitchen with this awful yellow light. But um, but we had to do the first one. Yeah, we had to we had to rip the bandaid off. And the right. bandaid's been ripped off. We've been. This is something we've talked about doing. Shit, <laughs> seven years. Yeah, on and off here and. I, I even remember talking uh, last month on the way to the Islanders game, or the Wild game, I'm sorry, yeah. I should say. Um, and 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 we were like, yeah, but we would want to do it in person. We wouldn't want to do it really virtually, right? And here we are, a month later. Yeah, Not here we are. Later. Here we are. Um, so let's, as we wrap this up, we're at about 40, 45, 47 yeah. minutes. Let's wrap this up. Um so I do want to give some shout outs, oh, right? Yeah. We'll start out with um shout out to my Taylor Luan. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> shout out to my wife Jules. My wife. Um oh. you might have seen her pop in and out, but uh she has been on my ass about this for a very very long time. 
because it's something that I've wanted to do, something that I love doing, and she finally gave me that last kick in the ass to get it done. Um, I also want to shout out all of the second choices. You guys know exactly who you are. Yes. You will meet some of the second choices eventually. Um, and I know you guys are listening. We are also. We are, again, the second, the second choices. choices. Um, but um, shout out to the second choices because, haha, you're probably our only listeners. Um, <laughs> so shout out to all you guys. And maybe even some of them will have I know. turned it off. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys suck. I can see Wyckoff and his work being like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you know, no, get rid of them. Put some, put Francesa on. I don't want to hear these two. Um, oh, that's, okay, that's me. Let's swing it over to Chris. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to thank Anthony across from me. Um, uh, just like he thanked me last week on my radio show when we came back after a six-year hiatus for, uh, for giving me the kick I needed. Uh, and then my wife in there, my wife in the other room, uh, who on, on the way, uh, on the way over today when I had, I had a whole hat catastrophe this afternoon. (laughs) That's another, that's for another time. Um, yeah, my hat was making me not feel good for some, it was ridiculous. Anyhow, um, I was like, I don't know, I'm not prepared, I'm not prepared. She's like, just do it, just stop. She keeps it real. She keeps me that's, very grounded. That's one thing I will say about your wife is, boy, does she keep she, it real. Melissa keeps it real 100% of the time. She's a straight shooter, and she's not. she will not lie. She's going to tell me if she thinks that I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. Uh, and a shout-out to, to our favorite baby, uh, my daughter, Sabrina. Why? Be- just because she's here, uh, and we love her. And, uh, well... The guy across from me, Anthony, has his nickname Uncle Doctor, a shrimp Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, again, another inside joke, um, an IJ actually. Yeah, it's an IJ, IJ. Um, and yeah, uh, and I, I got I, I would I would be remiss um, if I didn't thank my dad uh, because my dad uh, always finds a way to be involved. Um, he gave me a bunch of audio equipment. Uh, to you, well, he didn't give it to me. He's letting me use it uh, until we, until we get enough of the. What do you call them? The uh, subs? No, no, no. The the, uh, the sponsors. Until we get the sponsors. Uh, stuff. Um, so shout out to him, and he's gonna have a big part in our logo. Uh, he has a big part in our logo, so uh, shout out to him too. Uh, but mainly Sabrina. We love Sabrina. We love Sabrina. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's going to wrap it up uh, for episode zero of the Sports and Spaghetti podcast. As always, stay full. I like that. Signing off. Bye-bye. This is Aunt and Chris. Yes. Bye. All right. We did the first Yeah, one. it's done. It's it. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, oh, we're still recording.